Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verse 3, just one scripture. Again, all of the songs, all of the prophetic words, it just, it's, everything's lined up right now. It's ready. Praise God. Psalm 22, and we're looking at verse 3 here. It says, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Today I want to talk about the connection between praise and the presence of God. Between praise and the presence of God. Now, I I probably touched on it a while back in some messages, but man, the Holy Ghost gave me some deep revelation that I want to share. And uh, specifically, I want to talk about the dynamics of praise, and I'm going to even creep into the scientific aspect of it. Say scientific. Now, I think you're going to find this message interesting and it's going to be a blessing to you. So here we go. So have you ever heard the phrase, and we heard it in a prophetic word this morning, that God inhabits the praises of his people? Have you ever heard that? This is where we get it from. Psalm 22, 3. Now the King James Version, I kind of like that better. All right, I'm kind of a King James kind of a guy, to be honest with you. We use New King James mostly here. But, but thou art holy, O that inhabits the praises of Israel. Now, the word inhabit means this. It means to live in or to occupy. To live in or to occupy. Now, the Hebrew word that's translated praise in that verse is tehillah. That's how it's spelled, so that's how I'm saying it, all right? Which means this, praise in general or a song of praise, all right? So praise is adoration to God. Adoration means a deep love and respect for someone. Deep love and respect. Deep, not shallow. Hello, somebody, right? But we know That God is omnipresent, right? Omnipresent means he's everywhere at one time, right? But as you hear me say all the time, God's manifest presence doesn't manifest everywhere. Okay? This verse, Psalm 22, 3, about God inhabiting the praises of his people is specifically talking about his manifest presence, his glory, okay? And we know that because it says this verse, it's referring to his glory because it says he inhabits it. He inhabits it. It's not talking about his omnipresence. It's talking about his manifest presence where you can sense him. You can feel him in a place. Okay. So our praise to God literally causes his manifest presence, his glory to inhabit or to fill an atmosphere Of that specific location, listen, to where verbal words are being spoken and released. Listen to me. Are you all here? Okay, check in with me. Come on, check in. Praising God causes causes His kingdom to be advanced because we are creating an atmosphere where He is worshipped and honored. Okay? And here, are you ready for this? Where he's focused on. Where he's focused on. It's like we're setting up a throne for him to occupy in that specific location. All right? We are creating, you could say it this way, we are creating a portal for his presence in that place and over our life. So praising God is so powerful. All right? Praising God causes him to intervene in our circumstances and situations in life. Now, when I get up on Sunday, like I have my message and then I read it over. And then when I look it over on Sundays, there's little nuggets he gives me even more. So, I mean, it's like, so bear with me. If I can't read my writing, that's why I'm going like this, okay? But we know from Psalm 1611 that that is the manifest presence of God, that in the presence of God, his manifest presence, that there is fullness of joy at his right hand through Jesus Christ, that means, right? Faith in Christ. And there are pleasures forevermore. And that is called the path of life. That's Psalm 1611. That is talking about his manifest presence there. Those things will follow you and be in your life when his manifest presence is in your life, 
okay? So the blessing of God through Jesus Christ, you could say it this way, is attached to the manifest presence of God in your life. And because his presence is there, it's like a magnet because his favor encamps you as with a shield. Don't you like that? How many of you want favor? You need the presence of God, the manifest presence of God over your life. That's why Moses said, Moses said, uh, you know, I don't want to go anywhere. God, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything unless your presence goes with me. See, even Moses in the Old Testament understood this. Amen. So listen to this. Oh, I'm going to drop some glory bombs of revelation here. In John 10, 10, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Right. But I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. This is what you need to know about praising God. All the enemy has to offer in your life is death and destruction. That's the only thing. The enemy, listen to this, the enemy tries to manifest death and destruction in every area of your life, in your marriage, your relationships, your family, your personal life, your job, you name it. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to manifest death and destruction. Has anybody figured that out yet? Right? But listen to this. Evil spiritual beings in the kingdom of darkness have been stripped of the presence of God. All they can manifest in your life is death. The Holy Spirit spoke that to me one day. He said... I, I said, why can we feel it when there's an evil presence around? He said, because they've been, when they were kicked out of heaven, they were stripped of my presence. And the only thing they can release is death and destruction. That's why you can feel the evil in the atmosphere. You ever felt that before? See, if God inhabits our praises to him, the, then the enemy inhabits the praises of negativity and word curses. One of the two kingdoms is inhabiting your spoken words. Words are containers. And there's life and death in the power or the authority of the tongue. Are you following me? All right. They are attracted. The enemy is attracted to those evil and negative spoken words. And they're given permission to function in your life. Come on. I'm trying to help someone today. In the midst of your negative situation, if you will begin to praise God, there will be a shift in the atmosphere. It will be a shift from death and destruction to life, peace, and joy, and it will release a breakthrough in your life. Listen to me all, we're just getting started. The manifest presence of God, the Holy Ghost revealed it to me this way. The manifest presence of God will counteract or release the steal, kill, and destroy mode from the enemy. That's why you need to start praising God in the midst of your trials. And it will release breakthrough. The manifest presence of God will literally counteract reverse the steal, kill, and destroy atmosphere of the enemy in your life. Your pray, Listen, your praise to God is a weapon against the kingdom of darkness. Have you ever heard that before, someone saying that? Well, praise is a weapon. You ever heard that before? And you're like, well, okay, whatever that means, right? It reverses the steal, kill, and destroy mode and loses life because God's presence is released when you praise Him. Listen, your praise is a weapon against the kingdom of darkness. And this is what the Holy Ghost said. Especially when you attach the word of God to your praise. When you start quoting scripture in your praise, that's where the real power is. Think about this now. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. Always, the Holy Ghost said this, always include quoting something from the word of God in your praise. Your praise to God silenced the enemy. In fact, in the midst of a situation that's negative, that looks like you're losing down and out, right? When you start to praise God, the enemy, it baffles the enemy. He's like, this isn't working. You're supposed to be focusing on the natural circumstances and getting discouraged. But no, what, what are they doing? They're praising God in the midst of it. Are you following me? 
It sends the kingdom of darkness into confusion. Your praise to God silenced the enemy and it shifts your focus to the kingdom of God. When you praise God, listen to this, you are literally tuning into the frequency of the kingdom of God. Oh, we're going to go deeper. Praise to God ignites hope on the inside of you. And that hope has the potential to be ignited into faith. And, and it's an expression of your love, confidence, and trust in God, right? I, listen to me, young, younger people too. I wish I knew this stuff when I was younger. I would have I bypassed so much hurt and pain in my life, so many mistakes, right? Praise God, I see the young people paying attention. I like that. Amen. Come on, most young people, I mean, if you were like me, I was laying down on the pew sleeping. Right? Right? Exactly. Exactly. I wish I knew this stuff when I was younger. But Paul and Silas understood this spiritual truth when they praised God in the prison and were set free. See, an, an expression of their love, confidence, and trust toward God in a trial released the miraculous to set them free. Listen to this. The walls of Jericho came tumbling down when they walked around it seven times and began to shout and blow the chauffeurs. Go with me to Joshua. I want to take a look at that real quick. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Say Jericho. Anybody have any walls that need to come tumbling down? Ha, here we go. Listen to this. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel, and none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, you shall all go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when, you, when, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound, say sound, of the trumpet. That all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. Now, when you tune into and release the frequency of heaven on earth with your obedience, breakthrough will be the result and a manifestation of that. It always will. Amen? Obedience and praise to God is so powerful and life-changing. You have to pull your out. If you're going through a trial right now, you have to shift your focus. You have to get it off of the problem, get it on God, and start praising Him even when you don't feel like it. The glory of God's presence filled the temple as the praise team entered. Think about this. And the people began to praise God. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. Listen, praising God will cause there, this is what the Holy Ghost said, praising God will cause there to be an acceleration of time for your breakthrough. Your praise literally will excel your breakthrough. He said this, when you limit your praise to God, you limit your breakthrough. You hinder your breakthrough. Have you noticed that when you're truly engaged in praising and worshiping the Lord, time goes by very quickly? Has anybody noticed that? Because praise will raise you above the limits of time and space and put you in a spiritual mindset to receive from the kingdom of God. Now, you've got to listen to this. Follow me here. I recently watched a video on YouTube where there's a scientist that made this machine. And it, was, it had transducers on top and transducers on the bottom. What's a transducer? I didn't know. It They're small speakers. He put this item in this machine. And he released frequencies, a strong frequency on both of them. And this object began to levitate. 
from frequencies. Oh, you're not getting this. Listen to me. Now, this is not new age. This is science in action right here. When I was watching that video, immediately the Holy Spirit said this. That is what heartfelt praise does in the life of my people. It lifts them above their negative circumstances into the realm of breakthrough. Those frequencies that were being released through those little speakers were powerful enough to keep this thing suspended. Come on, somebody. Speaking the Word of God and praising God releases a spiritual force that we as Christians call the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on. And it shifts the natural realm. God inhabits the praises of His people. Revelation twelve eleven says that we overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and what? The words of their testimony. Here's what the Holy Ghost told me. He said, the presence of God, the the manifest presence of God inhabits the praises of him through our testimonies we share with people even. I'm telling you, our spoken words are absolutely powerful. That's why when someone is truly praising God with their testimony, how many of you know you can feel the shift in the atmosphere? You can sense the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit all over it. Amen? It is a releasing, it's a given permission to the Holy Spirit and the angels in the kingdom of God into a place to operate, to bring breakthrough. And people get encouraged. They get filled with hope. I mean, things start to turn around. Why? Because you're inviting the kingdom of God in that place. Now, because the manifest presence of God, because the presence of of God, the anointing that's present, it's counteracting that steal, kill, and destroy mode. Say mode. You've got to break the mode. Of the enemy over your life. And the only thing that's going to do it is the presence of God. The only thing that's going to bring his presence is his word. And you praising and worshiping him. Hello. Now. The other side of the coin is. When someone has the wrong motive when sharing a testimony. Okay. There's no anointing on it. Have you ever sensed that? Someone's sharing something but it's like. It just kind of. Falls flat to the ground. No one's blessed by it, right? Why? Because your motives, always check your motives when doing something. Because it will determine if it's anointed or not. Say motives. And I'll tell you this, that every spiritual being in the kingdom of God can discern if it's true heartfelt or not. They can discern your motives. Amen? Now, here we go. So you are a spirit being that possesses a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a physical body. Amen? Praise is a spiritual act because you are a spiritual being. And your body simply responds to what your spirit and soul are telling it to do. Are you following me? So you could say it this way. Your physical body is a slave to your body and soul. Well, I don't know how I sinned. I didn't know how I do that. Do that. I just ended up there. No, you didn't. Because your physical body is a glove for your spirit and soul. Your physical body is a slave to your spirit and soul. Are you following me? Your spirit and soul are the hand and your physical body is the glove or the earthly house. Amen. You are not a body, but you possess a body. Are you following me? You are not a body. But you possess one. You are a spiritual being that possesses a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a physical body. Amen? You're going to shed this thing one day. Amen? Yes. Your, yeah, amen. Yeah. Your spirit and soul. Listen to me. We're going to go deeper now. Follow me. Your spirit and soul connect to the kingdom of God in your thought life. When you're praising God to the point that it overflows from your physical body. In spoken words, in lifting your hands, in bowing down to him. Are you following me? Your body is a slave to your spirit and soul. Okay? See, this is important. 
This is important to know because if you can become more conscious of the real you, this is a key to walking in the power of God. Because many people think the real you is this. Well, if you think you're just a body, then you're going to be in the limitations of the natural realm. But if you know you're a spiritual being, you can walk in some power. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, and because, so praise is released through your physical body by spoken words, hand raised, or however else it's manifesting. Because of that, it impacts the natural realm by inviting the manifest presence of God into that place because he inhabits your praise. Are you following me? So that praise, it can't, it, it's got to come out somehow. Are you following me? The praise has to come out. Spoken words, lifting your hands, there has to be some kind of an outward manifestation for God to inhabit your praise. Are you following me? And listen to this. And that is God's divine order because it has to impact the natural realm. I say it all the time. Something has to be done through your physical body because this is what makes you legal in the natural earth realm. Are you following me? This is because that's God's divine order in action. Your spirit, soul, uh, and body, all three need to be involved for it to impact the natural realm. Are you getting this? If your spirit and soul are engaged in the praise, nothing shifts. Are you following me? Nothing shifts. Say shifts. So here we go. Let's go deeper. God inhabits. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit. You want a little science lesson today? All right. Great. Here we go. I'm going to give it anyways. Let's talk about this. The science behind praising God. Okay. This isn't new. This is science. Okay. God inhabits the praises of his people. The verbal praises. The spoken words. Does that sound right? That don't sound new age, does it? Right? Okay, good. Now listen to this. Praise is a sound. Sound is a vibration. A frequency of vibrations that form words. Words that are praising God. You following me? I know, I see some of you going, okay, where's he going? Where's he going? Listen to me. You could say it this way and do no injustice to that biblical truth. God inhabits the sounds, the frequencies of vibrations that form words that exalt him, that raises him up, and that are directed to him. He inhabits the praises of his people. Praise, spoken words. Something has to be released verbally. Are you following me? I find it interesting when someone receives the Holy Spirit baptism. One of the evidence of proof is not just speaking in tongues, but the Word of God also says that praising that the, the people, when they're filled with the Holy Spirit, they begin praising God. Uh, and they speak of His mighty works with boldness. That's one of the evidences of being filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why when we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they don't start speaking in tongues uh, right on the spot, I don't care. It don't bother me one bit. I'm not necessarily looking for that right now. A lot of times it comes later on. But people notice something stirring on the inside. And I'm like, oh, good, just go home, take it, drive. You know, probably when you least expect it when you're driving or in your room, something's going to bust. Something happened. It's an act of faith of asking to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. It's that simple. Amen? Amen. So I have taught before that science reveals that negative emotions such as a depression, anxiety, a heaviness, sickness and disease even, listen to me, have a very low vibrational frequency attached to them. That's science. All right? But positive emotions such as peace and joy have a very, and a healthy state of being have a very high vibrational frequency attached to them. Did you know that? Listen to this. Now, when someone dies, guess what? They don't have any vibration in them. Did you know that? Isn't that profound? When someone dies, they have no vibrational frequency in their body. The real person, the spirit and soul, have left the physical body. Amen? 
I find it interesting, listen to me, that negative emotions, sickness and disease are manifesting a level of death on the inside of your physical body. That is the goal of those things, in fact. All of those things I just mentioned, in a negative sense, they are a manifestation of the curse. They're a manifestation of some form of death. Are you following me? Even a cold in your physical body. Sure, you're you're not going to die from it, but it's manifesting a form of death in your body. Are you following me? Okay? Now, so that's the goal of those things. Health and positive emotions have a high vibrational frequency, which is a manifestation of life. Say life. Life. So you could say it this way. Are you ready? The kingdom of God operates on a higher vibrational frequency than the kingdom of darkness. Are you getting this right now? This... This kind of preaching here, you're not going to hear it probably in many sermons today around the world, probably, but but this is where the Word of God and true science come together. The Word of God confirms the science, right? I mean, how many verses are there in the Word of God that talk about maintaining a positive attitude? Amen. All right. Now, here we go. Here we go. This is why you can sense what kingdom is filling an atmosphere, and that's called discernment. You can, little, you can walk into a place. You ever walked into a place and it's just, man, you can feel the heaviness, right? This is why, listen, this is why we can hear the voice of God clearer when we're in a state of peace. Now, here, here we go. Listen to this. How many of you can hear God very clearly? You heard his voice clearly in a nice warm shower or bath. Many of you can hear his voice clearer when you go take a walk in the woods. Many of you can hear him clearer when you're sitting on the beach hearing the waves. Why? Because you're in a state where God wants you to be. You're in your natural state. That's the will of God for you to live in peace. Are you following me? Mm, 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 mm. Now listen. So you should be able to, listen, especially as Christians, we should be able to discern what kingdom has the upper hand in a specific location. You've seen me here at church sometimes during praise and worship when you can just feel the heaviness. It's like we're walking through mud, right? And I get up and I say, hey, all right, we need to pray. There's something here that shouldn't be in here right now. We need to break. We need to shift this atmosphere. Are you following me? When I'm up here, 99% of the time, you know what I'm doing? I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling the atmosphere of what's going on in here. I'm trying to sense the flow. I'm trying to sense the flow. I want to keep the, the Holy Spirit's all about flow. The enemy's all about noise and confusion. Right? That's why when there's a nice flow going in our services, and all of a sudden, sudden someone does something to break it, it's like turning the frequency of a radio to static. And it's like, what is going on here? Are you following me? Are you getting this? So we want to maintain a flow in our services, right? Say flow. We don't want to disrupt that flow. Because if we keep the flow, that's when people get blessed, right? Right? We want to keep the frequency on the kingdom of heaven right where it should be, where it sounds beautiful. Amen. People are getting blessed. Hallelujah. So again, so we should be able to discern what kingdom has the upper hand in a specific location. All right. And in our life, Um, we have the authority and the power to shift the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. All right. Here we go. Something, the Holy Ghost showed me something powerful. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David was greatly distressed because people were talking about wanting to kill him. Well, I think I'd be a little distressed about that, wouldn't you? I mean, that's kind of a practical example, right? He was distressed about people talking about taking his life. But then it goes on to say something very interesting. It says these words. It says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself. Guys, there's going to be many times in your life you will have no one else to turn to. 
accept yourself. Have you found that out yet? People will leave you hanging dry. Listen to this. David was feeling that heaviness. He was feeling overwhelmed with negativity. He was feeling, come on somebody, science would say this. He was feeling a low vibrational frequency. I know some of you hate this because you hated school, you hated all that, but we're bringing it back. In a spiritual fun sense, though, right? But he was feeling that low vibrational frequency from the kingdom of darkness. But he knew that he didn't have to remain there. Come on, somebody. He knew that he could shift that frequency. He could shift it up by focusing on and encouraging himself in the Lord. Praise God that David had enough sense because when we're in our struggles and trials, don't we just, a lot of times we just want to stay there, right? Oh, it's so overwhelming. Thank God David had enough spiritual sense and awareness. He was conscious of it. He's like, this, this isn't the will of God for me to be in this place. Are you following me? He had enough awareness. To say, you know what? I don't want to stay here in this place that I'm feeling emotionally. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said, David discerned the shift in the atmosphere and in his own emotions. And he began to verbally speak to himself about the power of God, about the goodness of God, and starting pra- started praising God. And this caused my presence to inhabit those words and praise. And I brought life, hope, and joy, and strength back into David's soul. Listen to me. David had to encourage himself in the Lord to shift his state of mind to be able to hear from God again. I guarantee you, if you're not in a state of peace right now, you're not hearing from the Holy Ghost like you should. Are you following me? You're on the wrong radio frequency. Hello, somebody. Praising God will encourage and strengthen you in the Lord. Go with me to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Let me show you something here. Hallelujah. When the Bible and science join. Hallelujah. Because there's a lot of false science out there. Come on, somebody. Amen. But listen, God created everything. There's a science to everything on this earth. There is a science to everything on this thing. Some of you are like, well, that's kind of far out hearing about vibration, a low vibration, high vibration. God created it all. This, this is how things work, people. Amen? Amen? Quantum physics. Come on, somebody. Isaiah 61, 1 and 3. The danger is keeping God out of those things. Are you following me? That's where the new age and false stuff starts to come in. Here we go. Verses 1 through 3 of Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the uh, opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment, here it is. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Now, listen to me. Are you ready for this? I want you to notice that God has given you the garment of praise, but you're the only one who can put it on. I can give you a sweater, but it's not, I'm not going to put it on you. You're going to have to do that yourself. I'll give you the provision, but you got to put it on. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to put the garment of praise on for the spirit of heaviness. Listen, you must put the garment of praise on. It's your responsibility to do it. A pastor, a minister, a friend, your mommy, your daddy, they will not and cannot do it for you. You're going to let them... Come on, somebody. See here, listen to this. 
he's, the Holy Ghost said, it must be verbally released to put it on. That is why you need to start praising God before you, before you even feel like doing it. Your flesh will never feel like doing it. How do you put it on? You release it and it comes back on you in the presence of God. Are you following me? You need to put it on. Everything in the natural realm, in creation, was created from the spirit realm. You agree? The spirit realm existed before this natural realm. To shift... Oh, we're going somewhere else now. Listen. To shift or manifest something in the natural realm, it first must be conceived or desired in your spirit and soul. And then there must be some kind of action... In your phys- through your physical body in the natural to make it happen for it to manifest. Listen to me. Your physical body, as I said before, makes you legal to operate on this physical earth. Amen? Listen to this. Someone needs to hear this. You have a vision of something. You're like, what do I do with it? Listen to me. The combination of you conceiving something in your spirit and soul and desire for it, which includes seeing it in your imagination... Having a blueprint of that thing in your imagination and having some corresponding action through your physical body, such as spoken words, prayer, praising God, or some kind of an action, that is when you're going to pull that breakthrough from the spiritual reality into the natural realm. Listen to me. There, There must first be, the Holy Ghost said this, there must first be a blueprint in your spirit and soul or your imagination. And then you take what you see on the inside and you must write it down. You must write it down. Listen to this now. There must be a blueprint. You've got to see something on the inside. What God created in this natural realm, he first seen it on the inside. Amen? It wasn't just, you know, throw, let's see what we come up with. Oh, we got James created there. Oh, okay. Oh, we got the giraffe created there. Are you following me? God had a vision of everything. He's seen it on the inside. There needs to be a blueprint on the inside first, all right? Listen to this. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. The Word of God tells us to write the vision down. In other words, what you see in your spirit or imagination, make it plain on paper. Listen to me. Writing a vision down is powerful. And the Holy Ghost said this. Writing a vision down is powerful and it fits within that required action of your physical body. Are you following? Listen to me. I can't tell you how many testimonies I have heard of people who said, you know, who do journaling. They, they, they journal, you journal all the time. She wrote down what she wanted in a, in a man. And I hit everything except for how many? Two, one? one. Except for one. I'm not over six foot. No, oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, I thought it was the, okay, it wasn't, wasn't the tall thing. Oh, good. Okay. Hey, listen. I do like cats, okay? I won't apologize for that. She got that one wrong, all right? <laughs> but listen, but I, that is why journaling, <laughs> journaling is so powerful. There are many testimonies of people that journal in, in their prayer. They see something, they journal it, and the very details end up coming to pass. They put it on paper. That's why it's no mistake that Habakkuk, God says in Habakkuk, to write the vision down. Because it'll keep it fresh in your spirit. It'll keep it fresh. Amen? And you will see this thing be pulled from, from the spiritual into the natural realm. What? Listen, in the Holy Spirit said this, when you're writing the vision down, be very specific. Even in your prayer life, in your prayer life, be specific. Try to stay away from blanket prayers. Oh, God, bless this whole year of 2024. And you never pray one other time. You, you expect it just to blanket and cover it. Why? Because you're lazy. Because you're lazy, right? God does not like laziness. Amen? Be very specific in your journaling. Be very specific in your prayers. Amen? 
Whatever it is you're desiring in your life, see it on the inside, write it down. Keep praying over it. Praise God for it before you see any evidence of it in the natural realm. That's faith. Amen? Remember, your praise to God invites His presence into your life and situation. It not only invites God, but it invites the entire kingdom of God. All the angels want to get involved on it and help you out. Isn't that good to know? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it pushes away the kingdom of darkness. I like that too, amen? Now, we're going to finish up on this one thing. You're going to love this. Are you ready? Can you stick with me here? All right, here we go. So, how much energy are you putting into your praise and your prayers? The Holy Spirit wanted me to throw this question out to all of us. Listen, how much energy are you putting into your praise and prayers? Energy is a manifestation of your desire. Energy is a manifestation of your desire. How much desire do you truly have to walk in the power of God? How much desire? Remember, our physical body is a slave to our spirit and soul. Don't forget that. Ready for this? The Holy Ghost said this. He said, laziness is a lack of vision and desire. Listen, listen to me. Laziness is a lack of vision and desire. Listen to this. Laziness, what do you think the vibrational frequency is on laziness? Very low. That's why people that struggle with depression, they're very lazy. I've had depression in the past. Are you following me? So I can speak from this. Back when I was in in, uh, college, I, I fell into a real deep depression. What did I do? Laid on the couch. Eh, we'll shower in about four days. Eh. You, you don't feel like doing anything. You, you, right? You get it. All right? So there's that very low vibrational frequency. And with that low vibrational frequency are very negative emotions. Amen? That's why so people that struggle with depression, they're lazy. They have no energy, energy to do anything. Or people that are sick and not feeling well. They don't have any energy. Therefore, they don't even want to leave the house. They don't want to be around anyone. Amen? We, we, we don't just want to survive on this earth. We want to thrive in the name of Jesus. You agree? I want to show you something powerful in the Word of God here. My last scripture, in connection to emotional wellness in our health. Go with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. All right. James chapter 5, 13 through 16. This is is life-changing if you catch hold of this. All right. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he had committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess, here, here's where I want you to really get hold here. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent, underline those two words, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, or person avails much. All right, here's, here, get ready for blast off. Here we go. The Greek word translated effective in verse 16, are you ready for this? Is the Greek word energio. It's where we get our English word energy from. It means to work, to be at work. To be operative, to be effective. The Greek word energio is where we get our English verb, I love it, to energize. Say to energize. Now, fervent means having or displaying passionate intensity or desire to be, or to be spiritually hot, burning, or glowing. That's fervent. Are you following me? Listen to me. <laughs> the Word of God is revealing to us that prayer that is filled with burning, hot, and glowing desire or energy will produce results. Oh, listen to this. Come on. 
If you turn your stove on to get it to its maximum heat, it's going to take more energy to get the heat up. Are you following me? More than just to keep it warm. Amen? Verse 16 starts off with telling us to confess our trespasses or faults to one another, right? People that struggle, listen to me. People that struggle with negative emotional issues are usually holding on to memories from the past that they have held on for years. And it has created a heaviness and very negative emotions on the inside of them, which creates, it's created by, come on, a very low vibrational frequency on the inside of them. When Marianne and I minister emotional healing and deliverance, listen to me, when people finally confess, when they release these negative things from their life, right, that they maybe never told anyone before, right, they begin to glow. They feel lighter, like a weight has been lifted off of them. There's an energy and a passion starting to flood their soul that wasn't there before. I say it all the time. Whoever's been through deliverance with us and stuff, right even after the emotional healing part, before we get into the deliverance of casting anything out, I'm always amazed because it looks literally looks like their skin is glowing. You can literally shut the light off in the office and it looks like they're glowing. Now listen to me. A joy and a peace begin to flood their soul. And many times, physical healing, even the process of physical healing of, of, a, of an infirmity, begins to take place in their physical body. You can see life and a light begin to flood their soul. They literally have a glow. And that is why the Word of God tells us in Third John 2 that our health, our physical health, is connected to the condition of what? Our soul. This is all connected, people. This is all. You must, listen, you must, the word works, but you got to work the word. Amen? The enemy wants to seclude people from godly fellowship. There's, there's a bigger reason of why God says don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. It, it's a, a bigger reason just because God wants churches full. No, you want to know why? It's healthy for you. It's healthy for you. There is even scientific proof. There's been studies that says church attendance, that your, a person's health is even higher than someone who has no, doesn't even have God or church attendance. There's studies. Look it up on Google it yourself. All right? When God and Google combine, whatever, whatever. That don't sound right. But listen, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said the level of desire or energy you release in your praise and prayers will determine the level of breakthrough you experience in your situation and life. It's all proportional. One goes up, the other one goes down. Are you following me? It's proportional. All right. Now, so our praise and prayers must be hot with desire or energy to create a change or a shift in our life and circumstances. Don't expect, the Holy Spirit said this, don't expect to put a cold pan of water on a cold stove and expect anything to happen. You got to crank the energy up. You got to turn it up. Amen? The energy needs to be turned up. If you're going to heat something up, the energy. So the more energy or desire the hotter something gets. The more ineffective something becomes, the less desire or energy, the colder it stays or it will be ineffective. See, that's why God says, I, you know what? Don't be lukewarm. Because you're going around trying to represent him lukewarm. That means you're living like the devil, but you're talking about God. Come on, somebody. That's lukewarm. So listen to this. So there must be a stimuli. Something, a stimuli is something that creates a change in your life. That stimuli in the spirit realm and natural realm is our desire or energy or our fervency in our praise to God, in our prayer life to Him. Energy in the spirit realm. You want to know what energy is in the spirit realm? Very simple. Let's make it real simple. Your desire. Energy in the spirit realm is your desire. That's why Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, what things soever you what? 
desire when you pray. Guess what? If you don't have a desire for something and you pray, you're not going to get it. Because you need more energy. You need to crank that desire up. Come on. Because the, the spirit realm knows when it's legit or not. you got to crank that desire. That's why I said if you're going to really pray for something, write it down. Find scriptures. What do you really want? There was times when I'm going into prayer and I'm like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I even pray for? And the Lord says, well, you better figure it out before you pray or else you're just wasting your breath. Think about it. I don't want to waste breath. It's hard enough breathing being this overweight, okay? The diet starts tomorrow. That's what I'm just kidding. But listen, (laughs) so the amount of desire or energy that you put into something, including your prayer or praise to God, is the degree of the manifestation or breakthrough you're going to receive. It's the, the spiritual laws of sowing and reaping and the spiritual law of desire. Say desire. So in James 5, the Holy Spirit is revealing to us to be an effective, fervent, uh, fervent prayer of a righteous man has to have the power to manifest breakthrough in every area of your life. You need to be effective and you need to have fervency. Amen? All right. Prayer and praise to God have the power to shift the atmosphere and the location. As the, I love saying this. It makes me feel like I'm some teacher here. Ready? To shift that vibrational frequency. <laughs> within the person, meaning the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So praise intensifies your prayers. It adds energy to your prayers. So church, listen, let's end it on this. It's time to praise our way to breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your way to breakthrough. You've got to see it on the inside and start praising God before you see it on the outside. Prayer team, come on up. Hallelujah. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your your life. Today is the day of salvation. Do not leave this place without making him Lord and Savior of your life. If you want to do that today, just come up and pray with one of our prayer team members today. Um, You want to rededicate your life. Today is the day of salvation for that. I'm telling you, come on. Come on down and pray. Let's rededicate your life. You need to just say, hey, look, I messed up. I'm operating on the wrong frequency with God. I want to tune that radio back in. Come forward and pray with the prayer team. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, come forward. They'll pray with you to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Um, If you need prayer for anything else, we'll stay as long as possible to meet your need. That's what we do at Living Waters Chapel. Amen. All right. Um, three o'clock today, I'm going to be doing that opening prayer for the right to life. If you're able to make it, show up. Um, if you're not there, I know you're watching the Lions games uh, in the beginning, but I'm going to catch it at the end. So, All right, guys. Love you all. We'll be in the back shaking hands. Have a great week, everyone.